So in order to solve this system using Gauss-Jordan row reduction, we need to first write it as an augmented matrix. And so this is something we've been doing somewhat. And in, in order to get more practice, take a minute and see if you can beat me to the punch, so to speak. Take each of the coefficients and write them in, and then the line, and then the answers. And you can write them across as equations, as most people do. 1, 4, and then times, in this case, xy equals negative 2. 2x minus 3y equals 7. But you might also notice that the x column coefficients are here, the y column coefficients are in the second column, and then the answers are in the last column after the line. So it works either way. The rows are equations and the columns represent variables. And also, a shorthand notation for the augmented matrix could be written like this. Remember the the coefficient matrix A, and then times x equals B? Remember, that line means times x equals. And so this is the shorthand for the augmented matrix. And it relates to what we did in the last section with ax equals b. So what we need to do is get the solution from this augmented matrix. But right now, it's not in a form that we can easily read off the x equals and the y equals. If you'll recall on our last example, it's always easier to learn from things we've already done. Our last example has 1x equals 0y equals 2. So we want our augmented matrix that we start with to end up looking something like this. And so we do a series of things called row operations. And we change our original augmented matrix to be in this final form. Now, what row operations are are basically the same things that we did in elimination. You can do three things to the rows of an augmented matrix, because an augmented matrix represents a system of equations. So you can do three things. One, you can swap any rows with each other, because it doesn't matter which order you write equations in. Two, you can multiply, or uh, or also means divide, right? You can multiply any equation by any number you want. Just like we took that new equation 2 at one point and divided by negative 11, that's the same as multiplying by negative 1 11th. So we can take any row of an augmented matrix and multiply it by whatever we want, and we don't change it because the row represents a balanced equation. So we're not changing anything if we multiply. Now, um, we, we don't normally do adding or subtracting to either side, even though technically we could. It doesn't, it doesn't help us because our constants are over here. So we can swap any two rows, and we can multiply by anything. And then the third thing we can do, remember from elimination, once we got the coefficients we wanted, we then would add one equation to the other to get rid of a variable. So we can take any two rows and add them to each other as well. So we have three row operations. They're pointed out also in your book, swapping, multiplying by whatever you want, and then adding two rows to each other. So we're going to use those techniques on this augmented matrix. And remember, the objective is to get something as much as possible with ones in the diagonal, and then in this case, a zero above or below what we call these leading ones. And I'm going to use those terms a lot. But the objective, remember, is something that looks as much like the identity as possible. We'll talk more about the different kinds of 
um, matrices you'll run into, and they have a special name. Uh, we'll talk about that more as we move on in this section. So we want to use row operations on this augmented matrix. And the objective is to have ones here and zeros in these two places, since it's a two by two, since A is a two by two matrix. We'll do a more difficult one after this. So we've already done this, so we know what the answer should be, which is a really good way to see if we're doing it correctly with our new technique. So I already have a one in the first entry, and that's very good because that's one X, and if I had a zero here, that would tell me equals my answer, right? So I have a one here. Now, what we normally do, once we pick pick something that we want to keep, for example, this one right here that we want to keep, then we need to turn everything above and below it to zero. Just like we had in our final answer, we had a zero below it. So we want to turn this into a zero. And we need to use any of our three row operations to do that. So can you think about how we used elimination? And we're going to do the same thing with these rows. If I want a 0 here, what if I multiplied the first row by negative 2 and added it to the second row and replaced the second row with that new answer? Isn't that what I did to get E2 prime? I got a new second equation by taking negative 2 times the first equation, adding it to the second equation, and then replacing it. So it's often helpful to write it this way. Negative 2 times row 1. You could say E1 as well if you'd like. But negative 2 times row 1 plus row 2, and then place that in row 2. And so that is very helpful because it tells me to, first of all, leave the first equation alone when you're finished doing the operations. You want your first equation to still be there. What you want is a zero below it in the first place. So I'm going to take negative 2 times this row 1. Remember to do it times every term, otherwise you change the balance of the equation. Then we're going to add it to the original row 2 and then replace the replace row 2 with that result. So I'm going to take negative 2 times 1 and add it to 2, and that should give me the 0 I want, right? Negative 2 plus 2 is 0. Now, when we used elimination, we did it on a little scratch area over on the side. But when it's in this form, it's a little easier to, to read it and do it all in one step. Negative 2 times row 1 is negative 2, plus the previous row 2 is 0. That goes in my new row 2. Now the next one, negative 2 times row 1. Here, negative 2 times 4 is negative 8. Negative 8 plus negative 3 is negative 11. Oh, that should sound familiar. And then the last one, negative 2 times row 1. So that gives us a positive 4. Positive 4 plus 7 is, there's that 11 again. So negative 2 row 1 plus row 2, put it into the new row 2, and that's the result. And you'll see that's the first thing we got in elimination as well. E2 prime was right here. So now we were successful. We got a 0 below what we call our leading 1. Now, there, that's all I have to worry about in that first column. So I'm finished with the first column. Now I need to deal with the y column. And you can see that once this turns into a 1, I will have my answer for y. 0x plus 1y equals something. So the next objective is usually to 
change this entry to a 1 as well. Notice that's going along our diagonal, too. We call this pivoting on this entry right here. We're going to turn it to a 1, and then we're going to do something called pivot on it, which is make zeros above and below, just like we did with the first one. So first things first, I want to change this to a 1. So what I need to do is divide it by negative 11. So I take negative 1 11th of our new row 2. You don't have to do the primes. That's another nice thing. And you put that in row 2 again. So normally I like to write that on the correct line. But it takes a little bit of... um, little bit of forethought to get ahead there. So this is going to be in our second row. Our first row is still being left alone for now. And then I have 0. And then negative 11 divided by negative 11 is 1, like I wanted. And then 11 divided by negative 11 is negative 1. So there's my 1y equals negative 1, as we remember. But I, I could go back now and substitute that in here, 4 times negative 1, and solve for x. But The objective was to get it very easily read off of the matrix. So remember how we had a zero here, making it easier to read? I want to have that over here as well. So if I need a zero above the one, what do I need to do? I need to take maybe negative four times equation two and add it to equation one so that I'll get a zero here. And then I'll leave row two alone, but this time I'm gonna rewrite row one. So I'm gonna say, negative 4 times row 2, add it to row 1, and put that into my new row 1. So this time I'm taking negative 4 times this, and you'll see now why we needed this 0 here first. 0 times negative 4 is still 0. 0 plus 1 is still 1. We want to keep that 1 there. That's our 1x. So that's good. It should work out this way if you go in the correct order this way. So negative 4 times 0 is 0. 0 plus 1 is 1. So nothing has changed so far. Negative 4 times 1 is negative 4. Plus 4 is the 0 that I want. And then the really important thing to do is to make sure that you also do the same technique to the last column because it's very very common to say, oh, I've got my 1, 0, okay, I'm set, and to rewrite negative 2. But remember, it's an equation, so you have, whatever you do to the left-hand side, you have to do to the right as well. So negative 4 times negative 1 is positive 4. Positive 4 plus negative 2 is negative 2, positive 2. Checking to see if we're awake. I'm not, obviously. Negative 4 times negative 1 is positive 4, plus the negative 2 is a positive 2, which was our answer. And then we have 0, 1, negative 1 in row 2 still. So now we've got something easily readable. 1x plus 0y equals 2. 0x plus 1y equals negative 1, and that was our solution. And this is uh, the first example of Gauss-Jordan row reduction. Now we're going to do a lot more examples because it uh, takes a little while to get used to. And um, first of all, choosing which thing to do, do first, and then second of all, keeping track of where you are. But I really encourage you to write these things as you go as well, these directions. This is kind of like the recipe for these matrices. So this is a solution. We won't bother checking it because we already have. And we'll just move on to another example.